The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the May 24th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to talk some conference finals, as we have been doing. Going to talk a little bit about some adjustments. Obviously, the big game last night, Boston coming through at home again. And we'll see what's up with the Warriors. Surprisingly, 2-2 as we go into tonight. Should be a fun game. With me to do so, Jared Johnson. What's up, man? What's up, Mike? How you doing? Doing pretty well. Just getting ready for... uh... We get a couple, at least game sixes. Maybe we get a game seven out of this. I think I think I could definitely see both tiers going to seven. I think so. I, I've been, I'm really, I thought the Warriors were going to crush. I mean, especially after game three. They, yeah. they really folded. We're going to talk about that second. But um, before we do that, I want to take a second to talk about our sponsor, Draft, at draft.com or in the App Store. They have these new best ball leagues for this year. We've been talking about it. Um, great way on the app. You can sort of pick your favorite players, play them all season without the season-long management. So no waivers, no trade props, no bad trade offers from owners that are going to annoy you. Jared, you know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> uh, it's not me, guys. So besides besides annoying owners, sending you bad trade props, what, what do you think you dislike about season-long? Definitely injuries is probably, I think, most people can relate to being bothered by injuries. Yeah. I had... The most dominant team I've ever put together this year and ended up coming in third because uh, Jimmy Butler went down. I had him. John Wall went down. I had him. Uh, Tyreek Evans decided to sit out the last couple months. Had him. Uh, yeah, injuries Injuries can be brutal. Brandon Ingram, he went down. Otto Porter went down towards the end of the year. Yep, so you got to look at that team every time, set it, and get mad. Uh, so, <laughs> so in the best of all leagues, you can draft anytime you want. Leagues start every couple minutes. You can join one right now. And the best part about this, you play for cash. Leagues start at as little as $3. So come and join us at Draft today. Again, you can download it at the App Store at any time. Just search Draft in your App Store and join a game within minutes. Or you can play right from your computer on Draft.com. Whatever is easier for you. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Best Ball Drafts. When you make your first deposit, just have to go there and use the promo code RW. That's right, you play for real money for free just using the pro- promo code RW on your first deposit on Draft. Again, just search Draft in the App Store or Draft.com and play for free with the Draft promo code RW. All right. Last night, starting with the, the Celtics coming up big, they, they can't lose at home. They're 10-0 at home. They're the seventh team ever to win 10 home games in a postseason. Previous six obviously made the finals when you've only won one game on the road. Um, by default, you're you're probably going to make it to the finals if you win 10. But, yeah, man, uh, a lot going on. I think the biggest takeaway was LeBron being tired. Uh, ESPN had a shot of him, like, chugging a whole bottle of water that was really funny. Uh, even, <laughs> <laughs> even Ty Lue said, quote, he looked a little tired. 
Um, that was interesting comments. I feel like James. I feel like James is like the embodiment of the Kevin Hart "Help Me" meme. It's <laughs> like, help me. He did like nothing from his teammates. Yeah, like, it's, oh. it's the fifth time in the postseason he's outscored the other other four starters. Like that. That's crazy. Like that shouldn't happen. Can't have. Times. Yeah, the Eastern Conference Finals. Two guys in double figures, and that's it. Yeah, they, they just, just like. Uh, Box so score is pathetic. J.R. Smith. And I'm looking at, I'm just looking at Cleveland's salary next year. Oh, they they can't like they're gonna be pretty sorry if LeBron if LeBron leaves. And it's kind of like you know, LeBron's playing his butt off, but I kind of see what was it? Was it 10 when he went to Miami? Uh yeah, ten or eleven. Yeah, it's I kind of see like elements, you know, like when he kind of in in the O ten playoffs it was I think it was supposed to be like they were they were hyping the finals, it was gonna be uh the Lakers versus Braun. Maybe this was oh eight, maybe I'm yeah, getting this. It like, yeah, it's ten eleven. This is the year he, he jumped ship to Miami. Yeah. And it it just seemed like he kind of was frustrated with his team. And I'm definitely seeing a lot of the kind of just the body language is just, uh, and it, you, you can't blame them. I mean, Not they're playing. J.R. Smith is going to make roughly thirty million over the next two years. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he's going to make about forty million over the next two years. George Hill, forty million about. Oh, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> not built for the future at all, which makes you think that with that pick, that eight, number eight pick. Yeah, number like, eight. Did they trade that pick, or I don't. It, it depends. I mean, hopefully, I mean, if you're if you're the Cavs, if LeBron's gonna bolt, you want to know. You don't want to be there in a situation where you're you're completely unprepared, because they they could really really screw this up, which they pretty much have already have. And yeah, you would I think mean, if LeBron wants to win a title, this is not the roster to do it. Like he could definitely. And how do you? I mean, I was thinking maybe they could trade up, but how? Yeah, like, well, I'm just saying they'd have to. They'd have they to trade. Have? They'd have to do like tread water again. They'd have to just like trade that eight pick to get them some content, uh, shed some of that bad salary, which teams will do. We've seen, you know, the Nets have done this, Demar Carroll and a, so a bunch of other stuff. guys. Like they have yeah. to use that pick to shed salary and then bring on guys. Like that's pretty much the fix I would make if I'm them. If if I if I hear LeBron's back, obviously if LeBron's not, if LeBron's not coming back, you need to do a straight rebuild. Yeah, um, and definitely. Then you would pretty much take on salary for a couple years, and then hopefully you're good by 2021. I mean, they're at without. Well, I guess LeBron makes up a huge portion of that. So you take off LeBron, they're all, they're still at like a hundred a hundred million. They just can't, they can't do anything. Yeah, they're, they're so they're gonna they're be in the tax pretty much regardless. And so it's like, I mean, who would you flip to say you move up? I guess Jordan Clarkson's their most attractive, but that's not really gonna do it. No, yeah, they trade up. Have, the only asset they have is that eight pick, man. Or if they trade Love and like, like I said, they have to either. Break the whole roster down, or like, uh, trade dump love, I guess. like jump, yeah. dump Jr. with that eighth pick, dump somebody else with that eighth pick. Like teams, teams will do that if they're smart. The Nets obviously would. That's true. That's Even, true. They could take on. Salary. You would think the King, eh, the King, eh, Kings got a little bit. They, they don't. I could definitely the see the Kings doing something dumb. The Kings, true. <laughs> they, could, they could trade for that eighth pick for yeah. some reason. And also, quick Kings reference. Uh, apparently. Vlade Divac wasn't uh, at Euroleague to watch Doncic play, which was kind of you would think that Doncic would go. Uh, 
But um, are you on, are you on Team Doncic or Aiton for number one pick or Cat? <laughs> no, I kind of I kind of think it's one A and one B. Yeah, it's close. Uh-huh. They're they're really talented. Yeah, close um, to it. Tommy's got Doncic fairly clear. I got Doncic by a hair, but I think they're gonna probably take Aiton just because, as I said in the last podcast, they're so we're on a real tangent right now. <laughs> we do that. We do that. Uh, so yeah, yeah go, well, go ahead. Let's get. What do you think about that question? You said you're pretty much doesn't matter. Just pick. You trust the trust the process, aka the Suns. Yeah, I don't think I don't really think you're gonna go wrong with either one. I think it'll be. It'll be the wrong decision if Doncic doesn't go two. Like if if he if they go if uh, if Aiton goes one, I think it's a mistake if if Doncic. Yeah, we actually mentioned that. Like I know you're not big too big into football, but like the Bears traded up from number three to number two to get Mitch Trubisky. I wouldn't be shocked if the Hawks did that. Like they because I think there's no way Doncic gets past three at the Hawks. There's no way. Like the Hawks would love to have a guy like that on their team with the yeah. They, there was that silly report that was speculating about it, but it's way too early to be yeah, speculating about it. For sure. All right, let's get back to this game. <laughs> um, so we're not, the Cavs aren't dead yet, man. Uh, they still got a home game, and we know LeBron and uh, Game Seven could be big. But the the other big quote besides LeBron being tired comes from Ty Lue, and and I was saying up until yesterday, Ty Lue was out coaching Brad Stevens because of Brad Stevens switching everything and getting LeBron into mismatches that are against him. So Lue had the quote of the night, really the quote of the postseason as far as like silliness. Uh, he said, quote, Brad Stevens has, has been putting semi-Ogilvy in, so that's kind of been Kyle Korver's matchup when he comes in the game. Stevens didn't play Ogilvy tonight, so that kind of threw us for a loop. So... You're going to be surprised that the team that is very matchup dependent, that all, so the whole Brad Stevens era, we talk about this for fantasy, how we're like, okay, you can't trust Stevens because he plays the matchup so much. You're going to be an NBA head coach and you're going to be thrown for a loop when they don't play their eighth or ninth best player? Like, come on, yeah. dude. That, that just makes no sense. And the Corver's been, if you look at uh, total points added for NBA math, Corver's their second best player based on that. And he's at worst third best player on this team at fourth if you're. A Corver hater for whatever he's Corver's played well, so like I, I mean I don't even know what to say. It's, it's just a dumb thing to say. Do you think maybe he just doesn't want to call out his crappy team? Possibly. I mean, that's definitely a built-in excuse, man. This team, like we've been saying, is hot garbage. <laughs> it's yeah, they're not getting it from anyone. And yeah. and I was talking about it with a guy I was watching at the bar last night, and he was like, "We'll put Clarkson in," and huh. they did. They gave him fifteen minutes. And it's like Clarkson's not a knockdown three-point shooter. That's what Braun that needs. Team. Yeah, he's a terrible fit. They had yeah. said that. Um, what was the quote? The before last game. So this is game five. He said we'll see going forward. But he said that he was going to kind of see how it goes. And apparently, you know, they were so flat in their backcourt. It's been crazy. Like games one and two, it's like, yo, where's this Cavs backcourt? Games three or four, they kind of showed up, and game five, they were awful again. Um, it's just, it's has just been so bad. Yeah. Smith Hill's not giving them anything. I think, I think you want more Larry Nance. I don't, yeah. I think I don't, I don't really get playing him under 20. Could I mean, you go big. Could you go super big and play LeBron Nance Thompson and here and there, or even, uh, Nance. And I Love think, you, or... I mean, you could try it. I, I'd put Nance in there over Jeff Green. Yeah, I would too, man. They they need defense on the interior. Nance closes out better than Green does. 
Green, and Green's and, also banged up. Uh, they mentioned before the last game, so after game four, they said that he hurt his elbow a little bit. Um, so built-in excuse, um, they called it. They're kind of, the second half I mean, they're game four. using Jeff Green as a sixth man. It's <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, he did well against the Raptors, and he has all season, but this is just not the matchup for him at all. He's been pretty much bad through and through. He's not hitting his threes anymore. Yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, I would play Nance. Almost like what the Rockets are doing. You know, play seven and just yeah, go. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah, short play, rotation. Yeah, play. And I guess Rodney Hood's not even. Yeah, I would pretty much play the starting five, Nance and Corver, and that's it. Like, just do that. I mean, you've played well at home, so I guess you don't have to panic. But if things start slipping away and you're getting no nothing productive from, you know, your greens and so forth, then I think that's the move. Just play those guys in the second half as much as you can. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, the, the, the Celtics are 1-6 on the road, so obviously we're gonna, Cleveland's going to be favored and they may handle business. Yeah, I've never seen, like, you know, the, the saying is that the role players play better at home. But it's been like to to extreme levels this series, yeah. with just like Swish does show up at home, and then Jalen's been struggling on the road. He actually he he wasn't struggled slightly last night, but he still yeah. got to the line efficient. Yeah. He played all right. I thought he played great defense, which I want to talk about for a sec as well. Um, in case you also missed it, which I'm probably anyone's noticed, they went big yesterday, which I thought was the move uh, because what really has negated. Um, the Celtics offense has been Al Horford going away. And they basically mirrored Tristan Thompson with Horford. And it worked really well for the Cavs, which is what, like I was, like I was saying, Lou was doing a great job uh, up until really last night. And uh, Steven said, quote, we're going to have to play big sum. And Lou admitted after the game that starting Baines was a pretty good decision, which also makes me think that, okay, if you think this is a pretty good decision, you should know that going into the night, which, like, it's it's just rotation 101, man. I mean, if you're going to move guys around, like, if you're going to move Baines in, you're going to move somebody out, so that means you're going to bump guys down positions. Like, it just makes no sense that he didn't see that coming. The yeah. Ogilvy, the Ogilvy factor. Anyway, yeah. um, so I, <laughs> it real, I, can't, I can't believe he said that. But I look at the matchup data, and uh, Marcus Morris was really good uh, on defense, and then Jalen Brown also was really good. Um, 11 possessions on LeBron, only scored three points on those. Uh, Marcus Morris defended nice. him 46 times uh, and only scored four, 15, uh, 15 on those, two turnovers on 50% shooting. So, yeah, Brown was, that was Brown 46? Was 46, 46 on LeBron. Against yeah. James? Damn, that's yeah, pretty Marcus good. Morris. He was, Marcus Morris has been pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have... I mean, Stevens just coaches these guys up. They have so much confidence. I, I really like to quote that he made the other day. Someone asked him about Marcus Smart always jacking up those threes, you know? Uh-huh. And they're like, would, would you ever talk to Smart about his shooting? He's like, well, I was a pretty weak-minded player, huh. so I, I would never, I never criticize my guys about taking shots. And you know, it's like, I think a lot of, I think a lot of coaches out there might criticize Marcus Smart for the way he shoots, but man, Stevens is just all about instilling confidence in his guys. And look, two trips to the conference finals with, I mean, he's been doing it. Since he took over, he's been getting to the playoffs. They were supposed to go through the rebuild, and they yeah. just didn't really. Yeah. I mean, thanks, thanks, uh, Billy King. <laughs> Billy King, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like I, people get on. Okay, you shoot thirty percent from three. That's a bad number, but still, compared to the two points, that's forty-five percent with the three-point factor. You know, effective field goal percentage. Like it's it's all good. So if he makes yeah. if he makes 
40%, you live with that. 60 effective field goal percentage, like, that's good stuff. And then suddenly, like, Baines is shooting threes and making them really efficiently. Just like, wow. That killed Philly. Like I said, that was the biggest kill on Philly, man. Like, Baines hitting threes just wrecked up, wrecked their defensive spacing. Yeah. But, yeah. um, okay, so hey, let's talk Tatum for a second. Uh, kind of crazy that he is uh, f- uh, fourth for rookie scoring in a postseason, only behind Kareem, Alvin Adams, and Elgin Baylor. So you're talking ahead of Magic Johnson, and he still has time to go. Um, so he'll probably wow. be helping in the top three. And looking deeper into this game, you know, 24 points, seven boards, four steals, two blocks, four assists. He was Everything. the DFS player of the night. He beat LeBron. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all of his assists were at the rim or threes, uh, and then all of his attempts, except for two of 15, were either at the rim or threes. Um, so, or actually there was three of them. One was like just up a three-point line. It was supposed to be a three. But, man, 41 minutes, just dynamite game from him. He was incredible. He was remarkable. I mean, he has been all postseason long. He's, it's, he's a star. They yeah. have two stars. I was talking about this with Jonas the other day. Who do you think takes the hit next year when they actually get the guys that they're paying money to, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward? I'm not drafting Hayward, man. Yeah. I'm not, tra- I'm not yeah, drafting. I'm like, I don't think I'm drafting any, except for maybe Horford. I don't think I'm drafting think, any. Celtics. Do you think they what, – what would they do? You start Tatum at the four? Or Hayward. I mean, Hayward's – he's pretty jacked. He covered fours a lot in Utah. And that's what they started in the opening, um, obviously, with Kyrie. So it was Kyrie, Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and Horford was the starting five on opening night. So I think it's going to be the same again. And then, unless, unless they get wild guess, and make a big trade or something, which they could yeah, definitely I, do. Well, I mean, Marcus Smart could leave. Mm-hmm. Trade Rozier. Trade Rozier, yeah. A lot of ways they can go. Um, Rozier's been kind of cold. His price has been, like I've been saying for a while, his price is too high for DFS. But, um, yeah, he played all right defensively. Thankfully, they didn't switch him on LeBron um, nearly as much. I think, I think it was... Um, <laughs> He scored like six points on nine possessions, something like that. But yeah, Rozier only defended LeBron four times, didn't score on him. So, pretty pretty good. Great job from Brad Stevens. He's back to being the GOAT coach again. Yeah, wow. And no, no votes from his peers. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. A little hater aid there. For sure. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to add? Um, predictions even going forward? Or like who's, who thinks can step up? Or rotations. It's pretty much like they went straight seven, man. The Celtics last night, starting five, Morris and Smart. So you think they run kind of a similar plan, game six and game seven? I mean, if it, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah, they're, they're chilling. I think, yeah, they I think don't. they're running out there. I, I think they may even up Marcus Smart's minutes a little bit. But Bates gave him really good minutes, man. Um, yeah. You look at the box score, like, oh, six and seven, three blocks is great. But that's he's been really, really solid all postseason, man. He's a he's a great player, and he's a great leader. He, like, there's a reason why the Celtics are they the number one defensive team? There, if not, they're close for the postseason. They got a, I think Utah may. Oh no, they may have got dethroned. I'll check that in a second. But um, yeah, but yeah, a lot of that is Baines, and and I just love that he doesn't care if he's coming off the bench if he's starting. He just comes out there and he plays hard. Yeah. Imagine running into a Bane screen. That probably hurts. It's the worst. It's got to be. The, it's got to be bottom five screens to get hit. Marching Gortat also in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, so a couple notes I didn't say. Uh, Larry Nance, quote, knows his role, apparently, from Ty Lue. Um, we saw that yesterday. Again, this is really all signs point to him playing more. Um, and then LeBron, again, back to the tired thing. Um, he said that he was worn down, whatever the case, but they had an opportunity, blah, 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 blah. So, cool. He's probably worn down. I, I I guess the only, like, really criticism you could make towards LeBron is he, the, I have seen a handful of careless turnovers, but, I mean... He's not getting anything from his teammates. Yeah, I mean, his his teammates aren't assisting. Nobody had more than two assists yesterday besides LeBron. Like, how does that happen, man? Ew. So. Yeah, 17 assists, 15 turnovers. Yeah, that, you're not nice. going to win many games that way. <laughs> <sighs> All right, good. I'll check defensive yeah. stats in a second. Do you want to take a defensive player? To, let's take a quick sec to talk about def- the def- all-defensive teams. Strongly disagree. Yeah, I have. My, How are you going to do my boy Jay Rich like yeah, that? Yeah, that's burnt. I got. I got some stats for you. So who should he have ta- overtaken? Uh, I mean, let me look at this. Anybody? Look at this. I, okay, so Jimmy like, Butler. First off, I mean, I get. I. Okay, Robert Covington is. I mean, is, is he first team over Draymond? I don't think Draymond had a great, great defensive season, man. Like honestly, this may sound wild. I would have probably given Kevin Durant a nod over Draymond, man. I thought Kevin Durant had really good defensive numbers. I'm, well, I'm a homer for the Warriors, yeah. but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't so, know. I, I don't Jimmy, know. Jimmy Butler's the obvious mistake. He only played 59 games. The Wolves weren't that great on defense. He didn't. He just wasn't that great defensively, anyways. Like that was that's just stupid. That's just guys like oh yeah okay. So here's what I think happened. That's what happened with Jimmy Butler. Like oh Jimmy Butler's great defensive player. Like they have these narratives in their head, and the other ones like oh Victor Oladipo he led the league in steals. Cool. He must be a great defensive player. Nah man. Like Josh Richardson, he shut yeah. down so many guys. Yeah. And just looking at like okay, so I'm gonna rattle. I have the the matchup data from NBA in front of me. So I'm gonna rattle off the top guys he defended per game. Wiggins, Fournier, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan, C.J. McComb, Devin Booker, Wilson Chandler, Fluke, um, Nicholas Batum, <laughs> John Wall, Chris Paul, Schroeder, Tatum, Thompson, Beal. Like, these are studs. Look at Oladipo. Uh, and then also, by the way, Wiggins. Um, that was with one game without Jimmy Butler, so that's why that number's so big. Um, you look at Victor Oladipo, Harris, Hart, J.R. Smith, KCP, McCollum, Malcolm Miller, Clay Thompson, Justin Holiday, Wiggins, Avery Bradley, like that's just they, they Richardson yeah, the does so much work guy. on yeah. the best players, man. And it's yeah. just a joke, dude. Like I am embarrassed for for the NBA. And he wasn't even close. He was like fifty six no. points off. It was three like, three votes. Yeah, only one first three. team vote, man. Like, come on, dude. No, that's or embarrassing. Three. Well, that's actually embarrassing. the most embarrassing thing, and I cannot wait for this to come out. Somebody voted Avery Bradley first team, dude. Like, take, I don't, your, take that vote away, man. Come on, you got to be kidding me. Like, how do you... A, he was hurt all season, and B, he was terrible all season. Like, Yeah, he how wasn't... Do you, how do you... Just because just be the narratives, team. the narrative. You're right about that. Like, yeah. people get these little... Net, Avery Bradley, yeah, he's a good defensive player because people say that, right? Yep. I mean, he was, but it's... Are we voting based on last year? That's what I mean, apparently not because saying, Murray's man. there. Like people have their votes. Like, oh look, Victor Oladipo's first in steals. I vote for him. Oh, Draymond Green. Oh, Jimmy Butler's a great defender, right? I'll put him on there. Like, do some work. So man. okay, so then where does 
So uh, let's redo it. So I are you hinting that you're going to take Vic off first team? Yes, it should be. And then Drew you replace Richardson him with Jay Rich. Sure. Yeah. I'm cool with Davis and Gobert for sure. Well, yeah, that's fine. I'm cool that's with fine. Covington too. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I was just upset because I think Draymond should be there, but okay, we yeah. can. I mean, he he's a good defensive player, like you know, fine. I might even put um, Durant in there, man. But I'm cool with I mean, Covington. Yeah, I, I think I think Durant. You, I mean, you're right about him, and I, I think his defense is disrespected, and I think it's just because of how good he is offensively. You kind of forget about what he does on the other end of the floor. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think so? You're saying okay. So then, okay. So we're, we're taking Vic off, and then you're gonna take Jimmy off second team. What about Murray? I'm cool with Murray. 81 games. I thought he played sound defense. I'm cool with him. But with Giannis, yeah. Giannis isn't on there. Chris Paul's not on there. Paul George isn't on there. I think those guys probably deserve to be on. But um, yeah, so I would bump, I would bump Murray for. Mm. CP or Jimmy? Or... Yeah, probably CP. Yeah. I think he deserves second team honors at least. Yeah. Because Houston, as much as we give him credit for scoring, they played pretty good defense, especially perimeter defense. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, someone voted for Westbrook, first team. Like, come on, dude. <sighs> I'm surprised Jalen Brown got five first team votes. Ben Simmons got five first team votes. Like,. Ben Simmons really didn't click defensively until late in the season, in my opinion. I feel like so many of these, so many of these guys that get to vote, and this affects their paycheck. Yeah, uh, I, it should. <laughs> it's just if you, like, if you vote Avery, like if, if I'm an editor and I see you voted for Avery Bradley first team, I'm firing you the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just these guys are homers. Damian Lillard got watch... a vote for second team. They don't watch other teams play. That's what I'm convinced happens. Like, yeah. there's like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna vote for guys that are on my team. That's yeah. what happens. Which is and a disgrace because, silly. as everyone who knows who follows the NBA closely or listens to the pod, there are so many ways to break down stats these days, man. Like, we're, I just broke down via NBA.com who guarded who the most games. Like, you could do this with spending a good five minutes on who you want to vote for. Like, it's an embarrassing thing for them. Yeah, makes it worse. All right, uh, rant over. You want to talk about some Golden State now? I'll just last thing. Wait, so the defensive player of the year is going to be Gobert, AD, or is it Embiid? He's the third guy. Um, well, he was. It's going to be Gobert, man. Uh, Gobert. It's going to be Gobert. He only had gonna... one non-first, or it was only one or two non-first team votes. Oh no, it was just one. So like, he's going to get it. So I'm just going to say my boy Draymond got disrespected in two ways. I but, don't think Draymond... Hey. Okay, so let's, let's talk about the Warriors then. Um, I don't think he got disrespected, though. Like, I, I thought he had kind of a down... And the Golden State's defense wasn't nearly strong. But anyways, let's, okay, let's talk about Golden State's defense. Um, what, what was the big story was their offense. They only scored 12 in the fourth. You look at their lineups, and not a single combination of their lineups used in the fourth quarter was positive. <laughs> Every single one of them <laughs> was either positive or zero. Um, how did how did it look when they went big? They threw out Looney and Bell for a little bit. Yeah, the last game. Uh, so the Bell, the yeah, I got it in front of me. So well, they had Bell and Draymond in the fourth quarter for two minutes. It was minus seventy three. 
Ouch. Uh, net rating. And then their main lineup they used was the starting lineup, Curry, Durant, Draymond, Looney, and Thompson. That was minus 40 in five minutes. Wow. Um, yeah, all their offensive numbers were terrible. Um, their offense just fell apart. And I'll steal a line from Casey Stern from NBA TV. He was saying it's like the Warriors didn't know what to do. Like They weren't used to being in a tight, close game where they were losing at home in so long. It was just like they were like, what the yeah. heck? Um, yeah, no, they fell apart. They coughed that one up. Yeah, they had Kurt that not, game. Kurt not using a timeout. and uh, That uh, killed me. That yeah. killed me. Yeah, and Kurt actually said himself, uh, he had a great quote. Uh, quote, I didn't sleep very well last night. There were some things I could have done better. That's one. Um, obviously, not calling a timeout. He also said both teams are gassed. Uh, he said his team was reaching too much, and they didn't defend without fouling. He was actually he was asked about Looney first, and he went on a tangent about fouling and reaching too much. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit bigger. But let's talk about injuries really quick. Uh, Clay Thompson and Iguodala are both questionable. It sounds like Clay's going to play. Uh, also of note, uh, the last time he was questionable, excluding the thumb thing. So when he had his thumb fracture, they didn't know it was a fracture, so they called him questionable. Obviously, thumb thumb fracture not going to play. But the, before that. He scored 27 uh, when he was questionable. He's played in each of his last four questionable games, so he's going to play. Um, and then Iguodala, yeah, I, I expect him to give it a yeah, go. Yeah, oh, for sure. Full go. Um, and then Iguodala's quote, feeling better. So you would think this is kind of a, I wouldn't say it's a must-win game, but it's up there. I, I, I would pretty much almost say it's a must-win. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but, you know, it is. I, I kind of thought that Iggy was going to play the last game, so mm, I was a little same. bit surprised. I was a little bit surprised to see him ruled out. I thought they were a little bit maybe overconfident. They thought they could just get it done because Looney had been playing really well defensively in short stints off the bench. But it it didn't work out, obviously. They coughed that game up. But I, I would lean towards Iggy playing tonight. Yeah. And Did he's you very. Start him again? You just see how important he is when he's not on the floor. Just. And Kerr always raves about him. Like I, I also like him off the bench. The the Iggy go fix this. Like when they, when yeah. they like start go fix this Iggy, and he does. He's super cerebral. Yeah, that guy's that guy's the, that definite X factor there. Yeah, I mean, and the, you could tell like Iguodala's not a knockdown shooter, but he can make it from the corners if you need to. You look yeah. at the game uh, in game four, excluding the big three offensive weapons and Curry, Clay, and KD. No threes uh, made. You're talking about uh, Dre was 0 for 2, Nick Young was 0 for 2, and that's it uh, on just attempts. Uh, so they wow. really screwed up their spacing, and yeah, I think that'll be a big fix for them. They didn't really go to the line as much, only 14 times, made 13 of them. The assist numbers are, are, are not good. Uh, 14 assists on the Warriors team is not something you see. No, that's and, about half. Yeah, that's about right? half what it should be. Yeah, they're usually right around 30. Uh, and then I thought Tom Havistro had a really good stat about how the Warriors are running 20 isolation plays a game per synergy. That's pretty much double um, what they've been doing. So, um, yeah, take the iso ball out. We know we've, we've seen Durant talk about quote-unquote overpassing all the time, which is really their whole offense is just passing like crazy. So, yeah, they yeah. don't run the pick and roll. They pass instead. Yeah. Back cuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So other quotes, just before we dig into this. Um, he was asked about not ha- – and this is to the point of not having shooters because um, you remember they cut Omri Caspi because they had to bring Quinn Cook on with Curry hurt. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Do you know, I think that was may have been the right move. Um, I think it was. Caspi wasn't playing well all year, and he wasn't even hitting the three ball. Or the only thing I would say is Zaza – like if you knew, uh, and, and they yeah. if they know they're gonna play small ball, and everyone knew they were. 
Like, you don't need Zaza. Obviously, they're not playing him. They like Jordan Bell. Even McGee's got minutes, but, like, you don't need... I would have maybe cut Zaza in hindsight. Um, but he was also asked about this. He said, quote, if we had one less center and another wing, would that wing be good enough to play in this series? Which is a valid point. That's it's a valid Cassie point. was playing well, so... No, he was playing pretty pretty poorly. Yeah. So, uh, adjustments. I've got a couple adjustments that I think we're going to need to do. So, what I thought the Rockets did really well, especially late... And this has been been a big story. So, like, coming into the past couple seasons, like, switching everything was, like, super cool. It was like, oh, yeah, switch everything. The Warriors, switch everything. Like, it was, like, super sexy thing. And now, like, it's gone cold, man. Like, it's, like, cargo pants and, like, plaid shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, yes, it's a fad. But um, that's what the, the Rockets didn't switch. They really fought through screens, and it really created a lot of isolation situations. It was really well done. So, you would think Golden State either slipped screens does other things to kind of get them to counteract that non-switching. So I want to see a lot of slip screens and just playing tighter on D as well. So uh, I think those are my big adjustments. And then one other possibility, and we're not going to like this, uh, NBA fans, do you foul Clint Capella more often? I would. Yeah. I would use that. I would yeah. hack a Capella for sure. Yeah, Capella for sure. I think that's definitely in the cards. Although... Um, their best lineup really has been the, the Tuck Wagon lineup. They used that lineup for 20 minutes. That's Harden, Paul, Gordon, Ariza, and Tucker at the five. And it was phenomenal. 20 minutes played with that lineup. Uh, and then in the fourth quarter specifically, it was also really good. Um, six minutes played in the fourth quarter, plus 37 net rating. Uh, awesome defense. 66.2 defensive rating with a 102.8 offensive. So, like... I don't know, but man. I, I think I'll I think that, that could, yeah. Well, I mean, you could, but by that, if you do that, you're gonna tire out that lineup, man. Because if they're gonna play seven, and you take away that Capella lineup, you're gonna have to play the other guys even more and wear them down. So I could see it kind of like being a rope a dope kind of a thing, where they could try to wear them down. And Curry even said that he said his team was tired, but he also mentioned that the Rockets were tired too. So if you could take Capella out, and they want to roll seven man rotation, like they're gonna probably do, or six even. Um, I think it's an option. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job of making sure that Curry is tired. Like, I think that's part of the reason why he's missing. He's missing short a lot, and it's because they they switch everything and they put they they always they try to bring Curry in because if you're gonna if you have to choose between uh, Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, or Looney, you're gonna attack Curry, right? Yeah, for sure. And. They've done. They've done. That's something that's really impressed me. The, the way that D'Antoni has attacked him relentlessly. And he gets tired on defense, and then he misses short. That's been. That's something that does bother me with the constant switching. Is that you can do that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's also worked to their disadvantage. It worked to their disadvantage game three, when they kind of looked for it a little bit too much, a little bit too much ISO, but. Is, I guess it's just finding that balance. Yeah. I think that one other thing, too. Um, Curry should handle the ball more, man. Like, when we see the Warriors go crazy when they're dropping, yeah. like, 120 a night, it's because Curry runs the offense. Yeah, so I, I, think, I agree I, I with think that. I think that's an option, man. And I've, I've been really big on Curry. I was like, he's going to drop 30 points per game in this series, and that's going to be wrong. Um, unless he drops, like, 50 tonight, which he could. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, that's my two things, like... Curry is the key to this team, man. Whether we love KD, I think Curry's KD is the best offensive player maybe ever, especially isolation. Curry also in that discussion, but um, make Curry I think, a hero. 
Yeah, I saw something on Twitter. I don't know who I can credit this to, but it was funny. It was like uh, the difference between Katie and Curry is Katie will put up eight points on you every quarter in his sleep, but Curry will make you question why you have you, why you even wanted to play basketball in the first place. Nice. <laughs> it just embarrasses yeah, you. Yeah, that's like uh, that's what I said when I, Tommy and I were on Tuesday, and I think like peak entertainment level in the NBA is when Curry's fuego. Yeah, like it's oh, so yeah. fun, man. When he's yeah, going off like I don't, that. I mean, when a guy can just shoot from the logo and it's legit, yeah. oh, man, that's so fun to watch. I love back, watching him do that. Running back the other way. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> Rockets, I, I guess, or anything else you want to add Warriors-wise? Um, Draymond's been killer on the glass. We focused on that in the last pod. Um, Clay kind of Draymond's been killer in the series overall. The whole playoffs, really. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you, and I think one other adjustment, I think they may dial Nick Young back, man. Uh, I, I trust Livingston more, who hasn't played well. And then even Bell. I agree with that 100%. 100%. Yeah. He says yeah. guys are tired. Like, I don't know what else you can do here, man. Like, I, you can't play Young that many minutes, I don't think. Maybe get West in there for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I thought about that too. Go bigger. Uh, it's not like, you know, they obviously space the floor, but it's not like Ariza and Tucker are going to take that many shots and you can live with Tucker. Um, hopefully not hitting, what, when he went five or six that one time. Yeah. Um, in game two, I think you live with that. You make yeah. you make everyone but Chris Paul and James Harden beat you. Yeah, it's not like Bell is bad in space either. He moves no, really yeah. well laterally, laterally, as does Looney. I think you can get away with it. Like it helps. It'll help your defense. It'll, obviously, and I mean you're not getting that anyways. So we'll have Iggy, assuming. Iggy, but if Iggadala plays, then that's the point. that's the key. Yeah, that's if, the key is Iggy. Yeah, yeah. So if Iggy plays in DFS, you pretty much can't play any of those guys. In my opinion, <laughs> yeah. maybe Livingston, but you can't really play Bell. Like Bell was the one who picked up the minutes. And do we like Looney no. for DFS again? He's been kind of quiet, but the minutes should be there. Although I was surprised that how he answered the questions about Looney in the shoot around yesterday, or practice yesterday. So they're gonna have a shoot around today. I don't know when that is, but it should be pretty soon. So, I mean, Looney was disappointing, and if Iggy's back, his minutes are gonna take a hit. That's yep. just the reality, yep. and. If 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 West gets in there, that I think that comes from, uh, comes from Looney. Yep, yep. So I uh, I still think he's playable for DF. He'll be in the rotation. I think. I don't think he's yeah the way out. yeah he'll be in the rotation. But yeah yeah. Get Nick. Stop 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 allowing Nick Young to try and redeem himself because yeah. he's not. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> so. can't. He's irredeemable. <laughs> um. So also the Rockets are not going to shoot around today. So if you're looking for notes, you're not going to get them. Um, so moving to this, just I think I did the same thing. Roll with like basically six guys with some Daryl Green here and there, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> think you really need to get Ryan Anderson in there. No. I mean, you could get Luke, you could get Luke back in there, I guess. Yeah, he, I mean, he hasn't really played well though. That shoulder injury is going to make him a liability on offense. Yeah, I mean, Nene is not going to get in there. Tark Black's not going to get in there. Yeah. Joe Jesus isn't Joe Jesus anymore. Apparently, it's sad, man. I missed the Joe Jesus buzzer beaters and late shots. What was it? Over, I want to say, a 10-year span, I want to say he was like first, second, or third in like shots with five seconds left or something. He was incredible. Yeah. I, I really I really liked him. And it's yeah. cool that he's back on D'Antoni's team for, nice. for a very successful run. Started. We need Quinn Richardson back. <laughs> yeah. And Roger Bell. That team was so fun. The team yeah. was also a fantasy factory, man. Oh, yeah. I, that was before. Like we always talk about, like fantasy factories for teams that just have like four or five guys. Like that was really the first team that I can remember. Where it's like, 
oh my god, so many of these guys have value on this team. Did you read the recent quote that he had about Nash? Yeah. Yeah, he thought Nash could average 30. Man, imagine that. A more aggressive Nash. Oof. It's Doncic. I love watching Nash play, man. Doncic. I think Doncic has Nash-level skills, kind of. But he's also tall, and he's not as good of a shooter, though. Nash is a tremendous shooter. Nash was a remarkable shooter. Uh, I love the when he when he pull up the three like sideways. Yeah, and it just yeah. butter. Cooper does that and, too, where he's like not uh, totally off balance, just like chucks it up there. All right, yeah. I think I think I emptied my notebook. Anything else you want to add before we just do a quick DFS look here? I think we got everything, there you go. including yeah, got, a few tangents. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> we'll do that. Oh yeah, we're gonna go on a forty minute pod here. Um. Alright, so let's talk about DFS real quick. Uh, got Curry and CP3 at the top. Curry's 9-7, CP3. You have a preference there. Obviously, CP3 was really killer down the stretch. Um, Curry doesn't have the Oracle crowd. Do you have a preference on those two? I'd lean towards Curry going off tonight. Same. Uh, I've been I've been doing it all postseason. Like, ever since Curry's come back, I'm like beating the Curry drum, so going to keep doing it. Um, yeah. Rozier, I don't like it 7-4. George Hill's price went up to 5.2. I think Livingston's an option at 3-3. Three, three. Anything you want to add on that? I would take Livingston over Hill. I mean... Yeah, I think so, too. Save yourself almost 2,000. Uh, Harden's 11-5. Again, if they're going to play so shallow like they're going to do, that's a pretty nice price for him. Um, Jalen Brown's price went up a little bit, 6-7. Clay's at 6-5. I'd prefer Brown of, Brown over Clay. I even like Marcus Smart at 5-7 over Clay, man. I think... I think Smart's going to play a lot in the next game. That could be a good deal. Yeah. And yeah, then smart, Corver's smart. also a bargain at four. We expect him to play more. Um, Swaggy's only 2-8. We can't trust that anymore. So No. And you're Bron- wasting your money on Clarkson yeah. or Switch. Yeah, can't trust those guys either. Uh, Bronze 13-5. KD is 10-7. Um, I, I, we've been saying LeBron all day. Come, come off of, I mean, when Jason Tatum outscores you, that's kind of wild. And like he's half the price. Um, Tatum was just so good. Tatum's six five. So do you ride the coattails I, of the? Yeah, I mean, I, I, all the big money guys, with Braun being slightly more than Harden, I would go with Harden if I if I'm gonna put all that money or a KD over Braun. Yeah, Tatum's price went down actually um, from the last game. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'll take Tatum. Yeah, I like Iguodala <laughs> at two at four four. If he's going to start. Be, yeah, really yeah it's him. a little bit risky because there. I mean, it, it does run the chance that he doesn't play. There is that. Right. If he's starting, if he's not starting, you can't play yeah. him. Even if they say he's active. I mean, he got he got hit hard yeah. in the leg. Like that could have been a lot worse than what it is. And yeah. I was glad that it wasn't. Yeah. Know? And Draymond's still hanging eight seven. He's been pretty much a value every night versus Love seven eight. He's been kind of hit or miss. Marcus Morris at six thousand looking pretty good. That's kind of it. I mean, you can't play Jeff Green. You can play Larry Nance at four two and Looney. Those guys are cheap options there. Yeah, I'd, I'd lean towards Nance. Hopefully, Lou does too. Yeah, and then yeah, Capella's Corford hundred dollar difference, um, and Baines at four seven, and Thompson at four eight hundred dollar difference. I think Baines is a sneaky low budget yeah, guy. If you're gonna play Harden and Braun and Curry, you could get away with playing some cheap guys in there it's a yeah option. cool man and so i think we're out of here anything you want to add i think we got it i think, I think that's so. it 
Alright, so you guys take care. Enjoy your weekend. We will not be back until we're in the NBA Finals mode. Kind of wild. All the, we're going to be down to two teams, man. Uh, from, it's been a wild season. It's been a great season. Yeah. Injuries, though. Great season. Great season. Alright, so you guys take care. Catch you next time. Thanks for coming on, Jared. Yeah, no problem. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.